Welcome to Pit Talk on the Inside Dirt Network. Joe Stevens here with Darnell Official, and we promised you guys more content, so we are bringing more shows to the network, and this is one of them where, with Pit Talk, we address kind of quick-fire things that pop up in the industry, news, race results, anything in between, uh, and here we are with the first episode of Pit Talk. It is Wednesday, the 30th of June, and um, there's a few things happening right now. The first announcement that we saw today, Darnell, that came out across uh, Honda's PR, Moto Online, and the rest of the industry is that Kyle Webster has signed a multi-year deal extension with uh, Honda Factory Racing Australia, which sees him move to MX1 in 2022. That is correct. The current uh, title favourite in the MX2 class right now is signed on to ride a 450 next year, which is a, a move that we all expected him to make at some point. Mm. Um, I think it's a very smart decision on Honda's behalf, Yuri uh, Konski, that whole dynamic of that team, to keep Kyle in that environment and put him onto that bigger bike. Yeah, Kyle's been a long-standing... When did he go to, to Honda? 20, he went to Honda in 2016. But that CRF. Was CRF, Penrite. Was that um, Lutsic's Yeah, Lusic's team. team. It was yeah. CRF Racing under Lusic, Mike Lusic. Yeah. And then when did he go to Ureve? That would have been... 29? Nine. No. Yeah, 19, I believe. Was he in-house in 19, or was he supposed to ride in-house last year? No, no, he's definitely done a season in-house. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, no because the mechanicals... No. It, it won Thaggy. That was 2019. Yeah. And that was CRF Racing. So, yeah, 2020, they bought it in-house and then... Obviously didn't, didn't go happen. racing. God, that really throws a spanner in the work, not going racing last year. It does. It just it just has like a big patch of memory erased. It's like two years of moulded into one. Yeah. No, it really is. Um, okay. So, um, implications, obviously great signing, makes sense. It's great to see, you know, Uribe's, he's all about loyalty. You know, he's all about family Very as far so. as the team environment. I mean, it's a great team environment. You've got Sladek there now on race weekends. You've got Piney, uh, Jared Piney's team manager. It's been a really good rebuild, I feel like, for Uribe with that team environment. And clearly Webster's, I mean, you know, the American program as well. Has worked has worked great. Well. Like, Uribe is really, he's doing good things. Um, That's so, the thing, like, we would have seen this year if it wasn't for the circumstances. We would have seen an Australian on that bike on the muck-off team in America. Yeah. Obviously, it, international implications of travel make it difficult. Um, clearly, smart some things one, you know, I think once Clout realised that it was going to be too difficult to go there, to go there, that's when he looked at staying here. Um, I don't know specifics on that deal. I've heard different things, but I, I get the gist of that's pretty much what it was. I've, I've asked Cloudy that, you know, off the record as well, and that's basically the reply I got. But um, clearly, you know, Honda are doing good things here with Uribe's team. So Webster going to MX1. I know he trains on a 450. Quite regularly. Quite regularly. He trains with um, Milner. He trains with um, Duffy. Connor Tierney. Connor Tierney. So I, I get the feeling as well that they have measured that yardstick of how fast he is on a 450. Clearly, he must be competitive um, because if he wasn't, they wouldn't have made this deal happen. Like You know Uribe's going to be consulting people with pit talk, which is what we've got right here. Mm. Um, but clearly, he's fast enough that they're confident that he can win MX2 this year, which look, odds on favourite, barring injury, it's, it's, it's his title. What's he? He's 30-odd points up right now. Uh, yeah, I think it's more than that. Even more. Yeah, it's more to the 40s. Um so yeah, that that's where it's at. He's obviously coming of age. I think he's mid twenties now at this point. Yeah, he'd be twenty four. Yeah, I think he's twenty four ish, twenty five, give or take. So that man strength's coming in to ride a four fifty. He's not the biggest dude, but he's solid. He's fit. 
He's on a great program between Beaton's program, between his trainer, John Park. Um, everything he needs, he's got his team infrastructure. He lives down here. Like It's a great fit for the team. It's a great fit for Honda. It's a great fit for Kyle. Um, he can stay with the pro- you know how much would that suck for the most part if he was to win this championship for Honda then and he goes somewhere else. he has to go sign for a 40 team based you know somewhere else somewhere else like it's just it doesn't make any sense well really other than CDR what other program would he go to well I mean I guess KDM is an in-house program but they pretty much let the guys run their deal and they would they put a second rider on when they've put all their eggs basically in their Duffy basket. Well, they put all their eggs in the group model, right? So you've got one rider on each manufacturer. So really, where's he going to fit in? They're not getting rid of Waters. They're not getting rid of Duffy unless he goes to Europe. Maybe that ride opens up. But I mean... Tanny I, on the gas gas. But I think he's starting to prove himself a little bit too. Tanny was super impressive at uh, Maitland. But um, regardless, he's on Honda. Yeah. That bike is really good. And it's only going to get better. Yeah, the twenty twos coming out soon. That's one of the new, the first twenty twos to drop. Will well, they the already, they were already in. Um, I think there was some spotted already in dealers. Yeah, I mean, there will be a lot of refinement to that bike this year. No, it's basically um, ignition. Yeah, uh, and some suspension internals. Yeah, and you rode that stock bike, didn't you? The only two critiques I had of that bike was suspension, was the stock suspension, and the stock ignition issues. And the and the, yeah. apparently they fixed it. What about the enormous exhaust on it that uh, makes it very, very quiet? I didn't notice that. It sounds different, but anyway, I mean, I want to keep this quick because mm. this is a you know, big yeah. talk. This is a quick fire. Uh, next question is, who does he replace? Because Uribe's not running 350 riders next year. No, and that opens up the other door. Who takes his 250 ride at Honda? Very true as well. Start with the 450 deal. It's clearly got to be Matty. Well, unless Gibbsy gets – look, you've got a carrot of one 450 ride available yeah, and you've got whoever rides the best for the rest of the season. But Gibbsy doesn't race Supercross. That's where I would look at it and you'd think – this is where it gets tricky because Medi can do both. can ride Supercross and can ride Motocross. Gibbsy only rides Motocross. That leaves his bike open for an American to come over for Supercross. I.e. probably not Justin Brayton now because I think he's getting a little old. Nah, dude. Brayton's gonna he he's or gonna keep doing this. Whatever he keeps with that. Okay, so yeah, what so makes you, more sense? Do you pay Webster, one rider for a year? Yeah, you do Webster and Gibbs for motocross. Yep. You do Webster and Brayton for supercross. Yep. How is Webster's all right? Webster rides good at supercross. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he's been injured a bunch mm-hmm. um, doing it. I mean, maybe he'd go the motocross only route, but I don't think he's going to be getting paid enough money to warrant doing that yet. Um, yeah. Oh, who knows? But uh, that's a tricky situation with the. Now, nah, now you've said that. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. If it was a smart play, I mean, I would hate to see Medi leave Honda. Uh, hopefully, he would land somewhere else. I mean, I mean we're, we're purely I mean, speculating here. It's pit talk, but and, and you know that relationship between Medi and Uribe. It's more than just. Would um, you would you put it past him to run three four fifties? I mean, Uribe will do anything if he can get the funding. We've seen that. I, and I he's got not, the ability to get that funding too. When I heard the rumors about him starting AMA team. Yeah, I was like, get out of town. It's not happening. And he did it, and he pulled it off, and it's a legit program, and Justin Brayton runs up front mm. in 40 Supercross on his program. Correct. So I don't ever doubt you're even. He's anymore. got a podium. Did he get a podium? He got a podium. I, yeah, okay. He got so, a second at the second round so I, at H2. You know, I, I don't doubt you're even anymore. Maybe if he's motivated enough to, to run Medi and... I don't think anyone can ever doubt you're 
I would love to see Matty stay around forever. I just, I like we, we chatted about on the show last night, what comes of the results he's getting because it's not where is this it? wants to be, where he should be. He's won a moto. I don't know. We'll see. He but won I don't, the opening I don't moto of the season. You I, can't discredit that. You can't, but... And it was the toughest conditions we'll probably see all year. That's the problem. The other tracks are not... You know, On that hard pack, fast stuff. He's hang not, it out. Everyone can go fast. Sketchy Australian tracks, mm. as opposed to technical European-American style tracks. Like, there's not many Coolum he'll shine. But we talked about this last night. We're repeating ourselves. But, Correct. Basically, it's going to be interesting. You've got musical chairs going on. Webster's going to 450s. You've got one seat available. So who goes to the 250 ride there? Or do they even run an in-house 250 again? Well, that's the thing. Uri might just give some more support to privateers. Um, Open up. Who's he? He's well, got that Ride Red program. So does his 250 program go to that? Well, who knows? But surely Honda would want a 250 rider. A premier 250 I think, rider. I think Uri steers the ship pretty well as far as what Honda want as in like he's kind of in charge of that whole deal if that makes sense yeah well, you I, see, I don't think they're holding a gun to his head going you got to win both championships like it's what's the budget what riders are available I mean hey if Webster goes up he could go sign Nathan Crawford he could go sign Bailey Malkowitz like there's plenty of guys that could win on that bike um, well Jesse Webster, Dobson like there's you that's know. the thing that bike is you know Webster's proven that bike a mm. lot this year yeah it, so the doubters are... And, and it's, it's, a, 20, it's a new, new bike. Okay, so year. yeah, they are going to want someone on that bike then. Exactly. Yeah. So then you've got to look who's available, who's up and coming, who's going to be fast. Do they take someone like Alex Larwood, a youngster coming through in the ranks and has already proved himself? Mm. He's on that WBR team. Larwood They've got ain't four leaving. riders. Larwood ain't leaving Yamaha, bro. No way. Okay. Nah. But um, someone on that level, who's going to be able to win on that bike? Because they will want someone to win. I think the list I just said, like Dobson, Crawford... Um, then who does who well, replaces one of them at Circo? Well, this is the thing. Then it, so does then Larwood then step up to the Circo bike from WBR? No, nah, he'll stay at WBR. He'll stay yeah. at WBR. He's based down here. Like it's just Yamaha moving funding around to different teams. He's not going to go to Queensland. So it's interesting. But like we're ten minutes in. That's the Webster pit talk right there. I think we could go on about the musical chairs implications. But silly season. It's already started. It's already We've started. only had three it. rounds of racing. I love it. You're even the PR, man. I love it. All, All right. right. So All right. Okay. Next one. Next one is MXGP of Great Britain. My homeland and I've been to this venue. It is I've never ridden it because despite how good it looks on TV, you can't ride this venue uh, unless there's a race on. And the only races they hold there are GPs. Really? It's only, oh, is only open for the GP. That's it. Right. Sickest track. Wasn't that far from my house. Could never go there. Okay. Anyway, nothing to do with what we're talking about, but FYI. So, MSGP of Great Britain, we're going to talk about the Aussie riders. There's a few implications here. First one we should talk about is Mitch Evans was at the State of Origin game in Australia <laughs> with Richie Evans. So, he's not there. He's not there. He's home. You know, the wrist injury that maybe everyone thought was a bit sus as far as why he wasn't at round one. Maybe he'd start well, round Well, he did two. go and get the surgery. So did he get the surgery in Europe or back here? I believe it was... In, oh, Must have been. I don't know anymore. No. <laughs> well, clearly he's back to recover. So how long is he back for? Who knows? And this is, now this, to, and this is a second injury in a, season yeah, yeah. for him since he's moved to that. I think he's shown enough promise that they'll probably... Do you reckon they'll sign him another year? I mean, it's a scratch year if he doesn't get to race. He had a scratch year last year. No, but he showed promise. But yeah, factory Honda... You need more than promise. I know. I mean, tough. they're winning titles with Geyser anyway, so he's probably a low-budget guy to have as a second rider. Yeah, they're paying the Geyser a boatload of money. So, yeah, Evans is probably 
not, it's probably on good money. Yeah, good money, but it's not breaking the bank to have him there. It, no. it, I mean, motorsport, it's fickle, man. They could say, yeah, we're good. We're good for next year. Don't worry. Take your time. Mm. Then they could come back and say, hey, you know what? We've gone in a new direction. and We want to bring someone else through. But he's not going to struggle to find another ride over there. No, I don't think so. But anyway, that that's the Mitch Evans pit talk. Yep. Uh, we've got to find out more about that. So next up, Wilson Todd's finding some form. Finally, we're f- I think the world is finally seeing the Wilson Todd that we all know. Mm, I'd agree, because I got, follow the British Championship, yeah. and he's been slowly getting... Well, he got wins in that, didn't he? He hasn't won a race yet, okay. I don't think, as far as a moto win, but he's, yeah. he's factored into the podium overall, and he's he's there or there, but he's leading motos, he's hole-shotting, they've had Canada Heights, they've had Fox Hills, he's, yeah. he's definitely there or thereabouts. Now, this is where it gets funny. Mm. At the GPM Madeley... He went 10-11 for eighth overall. Yeah, okay. It's funny because in AMA, usually you do that, you end up the other way. So 10-11, yeah. but man, top 10s considering where he's at. Like, he didn't start riding until a few weeks ago. No, I also, I'm just going to say this. The team's called the Bike It MTX Kawasaki team. Yeah. Obviously, um, Steve Dixon's team. Yeah. yeah. Right? Bike It. Obviously, they're a big, like, uh, importer, distributor like I don't know. I, I thought it there. was like a bike sales thing, but I might be wrong. No, it's it's more like a an import distributor deal. Yeah. Worst name for a team ever. <laughs> bike it Bike it? it MTX. Bike it MTX, yeah uh Cowie. Now MTX are a sprocket brand from my memory. Well what's funny because Dixon also promotes the MHGP of the UK. Yeah, it's funny you did really well at that round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One would think you got to ride the track. No. Um Surprised me how the track actually looks so dry and uh, not Englandish. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting setup. That track's so sick. But all right, so Wilson Todd's finding form again. Pit talk. Jed Beaton had bike damage. He had, um, had to retire. Big from the hit. Race. Have you seen that Instagram photo? I just yeah, yeah. Big hit. So he said he was running fourth, uh, fifth, I think. Oh yeah, fourth. Yeah, so uh, it, before the big yeah. hit. So look, I've yet to watch the race. Um, but that sucks really bad for Jed. And man, he had a big crash at round one. He sprinted to eighth across the line. So, uh, what what was the race report? So, had to pull out lineup for the second one. Did the best I could. So, yep. where did he get in Moto Two? Eighth, dude. He looks sick with his hair flapping out the back on that. The mullet, oh, cranking right now. So sick. So he's tenth in the standings right now after two rounds. Um, and we have a round this weekend in Maggiore, in Italy. Okay, that track looks sick. Always looks sick. Um, Are you yeah. paying attention? Yeah, sorry. I was Instagram scrolling after I went on his. Yeah. So the next GP is Magura. Okay, so hopefully Jed can bounce back and find some form um, and stay off the ground, hopefully, and, and you know, get to where we know he can be. Anybody else we got to talk about? Well, I want to talk. He's not an Australian guy, but I really want to talk about it because I'm a big fan. Mm. Antonio Cairoli. Mm-hmm. Gnarly. Nine-time world champion, and he is one. He's like my age. He's old as hell. He's 35. Well, okay, he's two years older than me, but yeah. I, I'm old. Mm. Yeah, so that's super impressive. Uh, you know, I really want to see him get the tenth. He ain't going to do it, but the yeah. race record, the race win record, is what he's going to get. He's creeping in on. Yeah, that's really cool. But here's a young lady that I want to talk about, which I've been meaning to bring up, Talia O'Hare. Correct. Now she's from WA. She raced the the national series, uh, like the national women's motocross, when it was MX Nationals a few times back in the day. She was the first person to sort of bridge that gap to beat Maddie Brown in some motos and Jess Moore and that established motor. Megan Rutledge. That, oh, it was Megan overseas at that point? No, no, she was here. Yeah. It was only a couple of years ago. So she's been in Europe last year for a privateer team. Now she's racing for Honda 114. Um, 
and I don't have a race report right now, but we wanted to talk about her. Anyway, she's over racing MHGPs. She's basically riding probably the same bikes that Malkowitz and Crawford were riding for 114 Motorsports. Correct. Um, her dad reached out to me a while ago. We were meant to get her on the um, on the show. On the show, I just haven't really gotten around to it. But um, man, she she kills it. So you know, there's another Aussie over there doing it, um, doing it for Australia and MXGP. So yep, I got one more. Talk. Go ahead. Um, we we threw something up a couple of weeks ago about it. Uh, young Aussie kid racing American flat track. Max Whale, he's killing it. He's on Red Bull Factory KDM. Mm-hmm. We, we're going to get him on the show. We're going to do a pub with him. Uh, but he's very impressive. So we need to know more about this kid. I think the Aussie industry needs to know more about this kid. Super under the radar. Like, obviously, that that flat track, dirt track, that's not our niche. No. Obviously, we are motocross-based. Um, but for an Aussie kid, like, to be on a factory Red Bull, like, yeah. KDM... That's a big deal. That's a big deal. I mean, that's the equivalent. His teammate was Travis Pastrana at one round. So sick. So, <laughs> tells we you. need to talk to Max about that. We definitely um, do. So, I just thought I'd throw that in there quickly because he won, uh, what are they, uh, the Indy Half Mile. Or, um, they have weird names for their races. Yeah, they do. They do. So, he's been killing it over there. Pit Talk here on Inside Dirt. Final thing, quick fire to chat about Darnell. The FIM has been snippy snipped from Supercross. AMA Supercross. Correct. Long time coming, I feel. The Americans <laughs> are going to love it. They are loving it. They're like, get rid of water and bring back all the riders that got clipped from suspensions. And I mean, look, I, I think that the doping water aside of thing has been a big catalyst for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the press release basically said that when they did the partnership back in the early 2000s, Feldwood it was to expand the series. International ex- expansion. They went to Canada. Yeah, never went any further. And then I think... From what I can tell, they were just stuck in a really long-term contract with the FIM. But I think they always wanted that safety net. If they Remember when there was talk a few years ago of them expanding the series overseas again? Mm-hmm. Clearly now with this post-COVID world, that ain't happening for a long time. No. So Fells made the call to probably stop paying the FIM a big chunk of money, money. every year. Uh, and it just goes back to being AMA-sanctioned, which just like the outdoors is, that's completely fine. So what that means is... They are no, it is no longer recognised as a world championship. Therefore, the 450 winner is no longer the world champion. They are just the national champion. Yeah, but they call baseball the World Series on the American team. So I'm pretty sure America's going to find a way to make that work. Well, obviously, there's no Premier Supercross anywhere wow. else. Well, Adam Bailey, AME crew. Do you reckon Adam can get the FIM World let's Championship? Make, let's make the Australian the World <laughs> Championship. Because we go to another country in New Zealand. It's true. All right. It is the only global... We, that's it, all right? You could be looking at it that, let's say, well, probably maybe Justin Brayton or Luke Clout could be the World Supercross champion. champion. That that could be cool. But, I mean, all jokes aside, implications for AMA Supercross, I think it's a really good move. I think think AMA Supercross is a big enough brand. On its own. Well, it's the same as their national series. It stands on its own. And they should have the ability to make their own rules with doping, with penalties. It should be their rules, not the FIM rules. Correct. I, I believe. You know, yep. you look at UFC, you look at NFL, any big sports franchise, which, it's, which it's Supercross not, is, like IndyCar, NASCAR, they're not going to a national, a world-governing body to, to their rulings. IndyCar does? Does it? Is yeah, it? it used to. Okay. I don't maybe know if it does I'm, now. Maybe I'm mistaken there. But you get what I'm saying, right? So, yeah, um, I think it's, it's going to be onwards and upwards for Supercross here with them having a little bit more freedom to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully it kind of clears up this whole doping 
issues with mistaken, you know, penalties and and Wilder and Asada. I mean, look, everyone's innocent until they're proven guilty. proven guilty. But everyone, you know, there's been some crazy stories over the years. You know, Brock Tickle, guys that James Stewart swear up and down that you know Stewart was a paperwork violation. So was Kay Clayson. Like you know. Uh, but anyway, so this has been Pit Talk on the Inside Dirt Network. Quick, rapid-fire reactions to anything that goes out in the industry. Um, hope you enjoy it. This isn't going to take away from a normal show, so we're going to clip it here. And uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks we'll, for tuning in for this quick blast one. We'll be back with an Inside Dirt show pretty soon.